Coyote Edelstein here, your celeb expert and your celeb savant. Celeb Savant is a weekly entertainment show. We have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities, singers, actors, and industry experts. Stavell Mark grew up in Portland, Jamaica. His modeling career started when he was discovered professionally by Dwight Peters of St. International Modeling Agency. Stavell uses South Africa as his hub where he is signed with internationally recognized ICE Model Management, as well as artist connection theatrically and commercially. It was here that he began to shape and style his capabilities through various television and cinema commercials, including Revlon, Blackberry, Coca-Cola, KFC, amongst many others. Stavell also works as a voiceover artist and has already lent his voice to Samsung Mobile, Budweiser, Malibu Caribbean Rum, Toyota, Highfelt Stereo, and again, many others. He has emceed for MasterCard, Heineken, Fashion Television International, De Beers, Standard Bank, MTN, and again, another range of brands. His film roles include Of Good Report, The Challenger Disaster, Outpost 37, Dear Betty, My Zulu Promise, Donor, The King's Rook, The Triangle, Anything of My Wifey, Trinity, Hometown, and Adaptation. Up next on Celebs Front, we've got Stavell Mark. So tell us, where do we find you in the world? How are you doing and what's happening in your life? Oh, man, how am I doing? So I am in South Africa right now. Um, we were filming. Were. <laughs> operative word. Were. Uh, but, you know, this this uh, the U.S. strike is, Saga after strike has obviously affected all of us globally. So I am in South Africa and so I'm all snooted up and, 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 you know, trying to keep warm during this winter. But, yeah, that's where I am right now. As yeah. you've already mentioned of the strike, uh-huh. your thoughts and your experience of it. Oh, man. I, I mean, obviously, I, I got to support it. I mean, it's, yes. it's for the rest of us, you know, I mean, especially I mean, it's even worse for for South African actors and performers uh, because there's no copyright law. There is there's nothing defending South African artists. You know, I myself, who is someone who is a sag as a sag after actor, then obviously I have to I have to go with with my colleagues because they're fighting for us. Yeah. And so we have to be here to support them. You know, um, I think at the end of it all, I think it's it's our vice president in in L.A. that spoke about it. Sag after vice president that is. And she was like, you know, it's crazy because you'll see someone top of show who is like a guest star and you see him on like three or four um, shows. And you're like, wow, this actor is really booking. But we still didn't make enough to have health insurance. So that's kind of crazy. You know, yeah. so when you think of it from that perspective, you're just like, whoa. We we all we don't even need to go beyond just the AI bit that that was requested. I mean, you want to bring me in, you want to scan me, right? Pay me one day's wage, yeah. and then use my image for the rest of my life? Are you kidding me? It's it's mind blowing at at any level you think of it. It's just it's just crazy. I totally agree, and I find this AI stuff really scary. Look, I'm not I'm not afraid of technology because I love I love growth. I mean, it's kind of like when when a computer came out or the moment we got a calculator, I was like, oh my gosh. You're no longer going to use your brain to calculate. <laughs> the idea, the idea is to is to have some kind of control. Yes. But when you have something that can go sentinel, then it's kind of like thinking about the matrix. Because I'm a huge fan of the matrix, so it's like it's like having something go sentinel, and now because there's no quote unquote human factor to it, it's kind of like going, I'm just going to make what is the logical choice, but it doesn't know anything to go. Oh my gosh, Barrett is having a really bad day right now. That's why Barrett is not really up to par. It's just going to go. Nope. Bears it up to par, slice. You see what I'm saying? So from yeah. that perspective, when you think of something that's just going to go through and, and then go, logically, this makes more sense and not have any human reasoning to it, it's it's just too black and white. And that's where the problem comes in. Let's leave all of this controversy and discussion <laughs> and debate. Yeah, and let's, let's, let's go have some fun. Let's have some fun. Let's yeah. have some fun. 
<laughs> so let's focus on you and your journey in the entertainment world. So at what age did you realize, cool, I want to be in the entertainment world. And how did that accumulate into where we are currently and your journey? You know, it's, it's, it's funny because I used to be one of those people that that laugh at people when they go, oh yeah, I think I knew when I was like three years old. Uh, I'm like, how the hell did you know that? But I, I think my love for entertainment is always, it's probably based on, on, my, on my family. You know, we, we're always watching movies. We're always in front of the television. I know I was always in front of the television, but I think where my love started was pantomimes. So, okay. you know, at, at the school I attended, we, that would be our our like the big thing to look forward to in the middle of the year, we'd be like, oh my gosh, pantomime. Like I would literally say to my mom, whatever you had planned for me, I want you to save my money because I'm going to pantomime. Like we could, we could negotiate everything else, but pantomime was a non-negotiable. And I would sit there just watching these actors on stage. And I was like, I was so in tune with it. There was never a pantomime that I attended that I did not go back home and dream about the lead, the lead actor. Like I would literally go back home and dream about that lead actor or actors um, in terms of just what the experience was for me. So I think that's where my kind of love for it to go. I would love to be a part of this world. And, t- and I kind of left it there because uh, going through going through high school, the dream was to be an architect. Actually, that was that was the funny part. It was supposed to be an architect. And then came along my my history teacher's best friend at the time, Dwight Peters, who was starting a modeling agency. And, you know, he kind of walked in and he was just like, hey, I think you have a gorgeous face. And in Jamaica, especially at that time, you don't just walk in and say to a guy, oh, I think I have a gorgeous face. And so, you know, everyone started laughing and he was like, oh, don't be stupid. You know, uh, I'm an agent and I have to look at faces. I'm a scout. And, you know, I really just think he has a face that could, that could take him globally. So I got discovered on the Wednesday and on the Friday I was on national television. Oh, wow. um, for yeah, for guests. Yeah. So it was very quick for me. And I was blessed enough again to have somebody, you know, discover me rather than walking into an agency and go, hey, I would like to be a model. So with that, I came to South Africa because that was the first market that my we call it mother agent. So that's the agent that discovers you and then is responsible for your career getting to the next level. And so they figured South Africa at the time was a great market because it was a one, a black market that was evolving. So, you know, we had Drum Magazine, you had True Love Magazine, um, which, which you had Pace Magazine. I'll never forget Pace because Pace was my first 10 page editorial spread, you know? So that was a really big moment for me. But the idea was that you would come out of South Africa and collect what we call these editorial pictures, uh, tear sheets is what we call them. So you'd mm-hmm. collect these tear sheets and from there be able to go back into the US or into Europe, no longer as a beginner model, but a yes. working model. Okay. You see, so and that's where that started. But in, interestingly enough, when I came out, they thought I was more editorial than I was commercial, except I got here and I started booking more commercial, more commercials than I did editorials. Okay. And so with that, you know, I kind of went, man, if I'm booking so many commercials, there's got to be something to it. And so that's where, uh, what's that? Oh, five, oh, seven. I think it was. I went to film school. And so I was just like, well, if I'm going to do this, let's just do it right. And so while I was there, um, I came back out for the World Cup in 2010 and then I went back over to finish up my studies and it's just been awesome. So yeah, that's kind of like, I don't know. Did I miss anything? Let me know. <laughs> okay. So I want to un- unpack a couple of things. First yeah, of all, sure, go for it. Yeah. the difference between mm-hmm. modeling 
pho- photographic, commercials, yeah. movies, television yeah. shows, and voiceovers. Yep. Let's unpack yeah, those. And Let's do, you, do you approach yeah. them equally the same? Do you have ones that are better than worse or you enjoy them all? In your yeah. world, let's yeah. unpack those five. Um, so in, in my world, I've always just considered to be blessed to be able to do all five, firstly, because not everyone is. You know, um, some people are good looking. And so they'll say, okay, cool. We could make you into a beauty model, but mm. you won't do runway. Um, I've, again, I've been blessed to do runway, beauty modeling, just all of it. You know, I've done Asia, I've done Europe, I've done South Africa, uh, which has been a hub for me for so long. Um, of course, in the US. And then now, then you get voiceover that comes along where somebody comes along and go, Hey, you got a really nice voice. Have you considered voiceovers? And you're like, uh, voiceovers? What is that? And like, oh, no, no, all that stuff you hear in the radio where people do advertising, you hear the, you know, you, you, the voice behind that. And so I remember going into Sono, Sono Vision at the time. And I was like, hey, man, so the, these guys think I have a great voice. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All you got to do is kind of like make, make up some, some ads. So what I did at the time was I kind of just pulled down like three or four ads from radio that I thought were cool. Um, normally that's a soft sell. Yeah. Um, you got a hard sell, the, or just a normal read, you know? Um, and so I would just take out the, the brands from there to show off my talents. And, and that's how I kind of got into, into voiceover. Um, that's really been cool too, the voiceover stuff. And then commercials is again, you have commercial agencies that are different. And then you have modeling agencies that also do commercials. Even then where I got signed with my agent locally, um, I, back in the day we had heat casting, which I mean, Teresa, Teresa Munich was, was, was the owner at the time, but, I would always go to Teresa's heat casting and my agent's office was across and I kept going in there. I was like, Hey, I think you should sign me. Hey, I think you should sign me. Hey, I think you should sign me. But <laughs> this went on for like, I don't know, maybe, maybe a year and a half too. Um, but she just always thought, you know, I was just this crazy guy that walks in and say, I want to be, I want to be an actor. And eventually she was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to take a shot on you. And so she signed me. Um, and that's where the acting stuff came about. But again, for me and for her, and perhaps, perhaps even more for her, because she's always been about, I want you to know what you're doing. I want you to go into the casting feeling confident and knowing how to break down a script, know what cold reading is, you know, just, just again, knowing everything there is to know, not just go, Oh yeah. Um, I think it could be an actor and then just wing it. You know, for me, it was important for me to know my craft. And so that's why I went to film school, because I wanted to know my craft. I wanted to know how to build a character. I wanted to know um, how to walk into the room and hear certain jargons and not be uncomfortable about it. You know, mm-hmm. and that's not that that's not to say that, excuse me, actors who haven't gone to film school aren't great actors, because we have some incredible actors who haven't gone to film school. It was just for me. Yeah. I wanted to be comfortable with that environment and, and what I was doing. So that's how um the film stuff came about. And again, because I was booking so many, so many commercials, I knew there was something there commercially, but I wondered, is there more from a film perspective? And so even, even when I got to LA, it, it was very quick for me in terms of just getting the basics, because again, speaking about SAG-AFTRA. So we have this thing where to be a part of the union, <laughs> You can't become sagged unless you've done a sag job, but you can't do a sag job unless you are sagged. You see? <laughs> okay. So, yeah, it's, exactly. So it's kind of like an oxymoron, right? So otherwise, what you have to do now, then you have to go in and what they would do, they would, they would put you in as, as extras and you would collect, you would collect a couple of cars. I forgot what the terminology is right now, but you would collect, I think you have to get up to about nine 
of those. So it's kind of like you pay your dues yeah. and then you become eligible. Um, or you would do, you would be taft is what they call it. And being taft is where a director then says, okay, cool. This is the actor I want. He's the best that we have seen for the role. And though he is not SAG, we are willing to pay the fine because he's best for the role. Okay. And so that's how you get taft. And so that's what it was for me. And so that's how I got into that. Television shows now that, that falls under the same thing again, because okay. it, that's being an actor. So yes. it's, it's then going, cool. I'm going in for a series or I'm going in for a soap or I am going in for films. Now, different people again prefer because again, and if we're going to add to it, then we could say theater as well. Yes. You know, and you could choose now to say, okay, do I want to be on the stage? Personally, I'm not a big fan of the big fan of the stage stuff. I don't know. Even though, even though it's, it's crazy to think because again, it all started with me at the pantomime. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but maybe it's a thing of love musicals that who knows? I, I think for me, that that's not to say if the opportunity comes along, I wouldn't consider it. That's mm. not what I'm saying. If it did come along, I would consider it. Film, film is, 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 is whether it be three or six months. And it's done. You move on to something brand new. TV shows, on the other hand, like soapies, you you could find yourself, you know, well, again, even now you're blessed if you get three, four, five seasons because there's so much to consume right now. So if you get in four or five seasons in, in today's world, it's, it means the show is really good. For me, soapies as well, again, is not my cup of tea because it, it's just too, t- one, I find, in my opinion, um, time consuming and you're stuck in this one character for years. Yeah. You know, I love the idea of six months on this film that is done and I move on to the next character. You know, it's interesting because, you know, I'm a soap fan. <laughs> so people, a lot of people, like I love Days of Our Lives and, you know, like. Oh, this- he's a classic, man. Oh, there's oh, that's a classic. Oh, you. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to really go there, then I got to go to. Sunset Beach was a big, big one of mine. Uh, Bold and the Beautiful. I mean, we didn't have a choice. All the families were watching that. <laughs> and of course, Days of Our Lives. So that goes to show you. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, people like say, ah, oh, soapies, you know, like they, they look down on them, but those actors mm. work so hard learning scripts yeah. after days and doing three, four episodes a day. No, what, what do you see? I think, I think that's where, that's where it is as well, because as an actor on a soap, you're probably, sometimes shooting out 10, 15 pages. Mm. So it's not about the, the the craft per se. It's about getting the lines out. Just, just get it done, you see? And so you, you, you will hear actors in the past say, no, I don't get a, I don't get an opportunity to really own in on the character yeah. or to just like, you know, it's, it's not Oscar winning stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It's just about just getting the lines out. Let's just, yeah. let's just, let's just move. We have this many, this many scenes to get through today. Let's just, let's just know it and get through it. I'm going to put you on the spot. No, please go for it. And I know if I had to ask you this question, Tomorrow, two days, five days. Okay. I know your answer will be different every okay. time. It will be different. All right. But if this you had to say, cool, I'm going to watch five television series or yeah. and or movies once we have mm-hmm. finished this conversation, what would those mm-hmm. five shows and or movies be? Ooh, that's, ooh, that's a good one, Barrett. Ooh. Um, all right. So maybe, maybe I'll go with what I, I, I watched recently. Uh, so yesterday I saw, uh, Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. Yes. I saw the late, the latest one, uh, yep. that the Dead Reckoning. So that was, that was awesome. So <laughs> in IMAX, I was to die for. Urgh, love that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> in terms, in terms of series, I just finished Silo, which I, which I enjoyed. Uh, Hijack is currently on right now. Idris Alba, like, whoa, bro. This is pretty awesome. Um, I did enjoy. 
joy. Oh my gosh, watch that one with uh Jason with the, with the uh with the, with the soccer stuff, man. Oh, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Yes, thank you. Thoroughly loved Ted Lasso yeah. as well. Um, geez, I'm gonna find a movie now. Oh, you see, when it comes to movies, man, I watch everything. I literally watch everything because. And my friends will tell you who go to the movies with me. I see everything twice or thrice okay. in the cinema because I watch it first time as an actor Yes, to see what choices were made. Why was that choice made? Where was the camera? How did they get that stunt? And so I watch it from a technical perspective on the mm-hmm. first watch. The second watch is me going, oh, damn, I didn't see that first time because I was so focused on yes, the technical stuff. And then third time around, I can just chill and really just popcorn away, slushy away, <laughs> smart is the way, and not and not care um so that's kind of where it is i mean i just saw transformers as well and that was that was pretty that was pretty decent so yeah I'm, but you're right you're very correct i'll probably keep changing as yeah. as i go along yeah, yeah. I, that's why i love this question and i ask it to through to directors or actors or when i'm interviewing singers it's about the songs so and it yeah, will always yeah. be different always change depending <laughs> on where you are at the moment it's a good one it's a good one and I'm watching Invasion at the moment. There's a lot. Like I said, I'm I'm a I'm a big movie series guy. Segwaying into yeah, and it can be five of each or combination. Yeah. Bucket list of actors and or directors you have yet to work with who you would like to do so. Christopher Nolan because I I just I just love the way his his stuff looks. Man, it's it's just. Wow. Um, Michael B. Jordan from an actor, actor's perspective. That would have been before he passed away. Black Panther. Chadwick. Yeah. Chadwick would have been my first off the bat right away. It would be cool to, to, to do some work with Martin Scorsese. Yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> it would be awesome. It would be awesome as well to also do some stuff with Robert De Niro. Um, and while we're there, yeah. Uh, there's so many of them. My, my brain is like blanked out right now, but there's so many of them I'd love to do some stuff with. Yeah. I think that's, that's where my, my brain is, is right At now. At this moment. I know again, I'd ask you yeah. tomorrow and that will be another list. So See, and again, cool. it's going to change. You're right. You're absolutely correct. It's going to change again. Because, yeah. And that's the thing too, because you'll be watching a movie. You go, wait, who directed this? Whoa. Who's this actor? Yeah. Pretty awesome job, you know? So yeah. And, and I think for me too, I don't want to just give you big names because it's yeah. not just about big names. It's just about people who, who have inspired me or people that. I've looked at going, man, that would be pretty cool. In fact, I'm wait, cause I mean, you know what? Cause I'm going to show you. Wait, cause I have, I have that stuff written down. Hold up. I'm going to tell you now. Cause I actually have it. See, popping the vision board is about a pop. Uh, because I got him in here. I got him in here. So this is going to be way easier. Now. Yeah, see, there we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. Antoine Foucault. Yes. Antoine Foucault just popped up. Ridley Scott. There it is. You see? <laughs> all of a sudden, your question is so easy now, man. <laughs> Only because, again, I have them, I have them all there. There they go. Yeah, they, yeah. They're all this. Oh, you can't see that. Let me see. What's going? Can we see that better? Uh, yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah, 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 there we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there we go. So yeah, I have, all, I have all these, I have all these people in there, um, that I would love to work with. From a casting director's perspective, you see, I even have casting directors in here. I would love to work with Sarah Finn. Um, because she does the Marvel stuff. Of course, Steven Spielberg, you know. So yeah, there you go. We can so go let's on put it now. out there. It's on the vision yes, board. That bring it out happen. there. <laughs> um, in terms of films, let's put this one out there because I mean, we got a couple more years with this one. Avatar. I would love. Oh man. I got to be in one of those avatars. Wait, how many, how many of those films are? So the second one came out there's last still, year. How many are in the pipeline? Three more. Oh, three there's still more. three more to go. Yeah, there's still three more to go. So they haven't filmed them yet. No, they haven't filmed them yet. That's the thing. That's the joy of it. They haven't filmed them yet. So yeah, 
Um, I think they're going to probably release them every two to three years. Zoe Saldana was making a funny joke because she was like, by the time they get there, I think she will be 45 or 50. I think she was, okay. she was saying. Like she was like, this is this is insane. So yeah, I'm putting it out there for Avatar. I would love okay. to do part of Avatar, a Black Panther, obviously. Oh, any, well, at this point, anything Marvel, anything Marvel works. It's okay. I was going to ask you, you about Marvel, but you just brought it through. So there we go. <laughs> yeah. Anything Marvel, man. Anything Marvel. I'm down with it. That's not to say I, I would run away from, from DC, yeah. you know, but I grew up reading majority of the Marvel stuff. So okay. probably why the love affair would probably be there. So for the listeners who are not in the entertainment world, who do not film yeah. television shows, movie shows, commercials, be in the modeling world, who see yeah. only one perspective of the end result, what piece of information can you share with them? regarding how yeah. what actually happens <laughs> uh, to get to that end result. Oh man, it's 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 I guess it's probably like think about having an accident and then we go, okay, how do we get this car back to where it needs to be as if nothing happened? So one you're going to have to get a quote, right? So this is where you're doing development of a script now, okay? And then from getting this quote, then we're going to have to go out and get a couple of quotes, right? So now we're looking for different actors that could fit the role, right? And then we look at the actors and then maybe we'll do a rehearsal or something like that. So this is where now we've selected who the panel beater is going to be. So we go in there. We're going to have to beat out the that dent. We're going to have to fill it out. We're going to have to sand it down. We're going to have to prime it. We're going to have to spray it. Then we're going to have to bake it. So again, that's where your producers, your executive producers, your actors, your cast and directors. It's, it's a whole team that comes together to make this happen. You know, it's, it's so much that goes on in the background. And oftentimes I feel like crews don't get enough recognition. I, mm-hmm. I, I really wish there was like, some kind of accolade for crews because man, like what assistant directors have to do, what producers have to do. Um, I mean, fine. Somebody else may go, yeah, well, they make all the money already. So they don't need anything else, but <laughs> you know, the, to look mm. at, to look at just the, the, the crew, the hair people. And I mean, I guess there's some stuff for hair and makeup now, but just, just like, you know, the, 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 the grip, you know, or the best, the best boy, or just, just those people that are just running those cables, making stuff happen, you yeah. know, craft, making sure you're being fed all the time and you're okay. You know, there's just so much in there, but it's, it's a, it's a whole crew that comes together. And that's literally in the word crew. There's so many moving parts that come together to give you that final product. Your thoughts on now, you know, where the industry is with regards to, you know, we got the streaming and, mm-hmm. oh, this movie's a flop because it didn't only made, 50 million instead of 150 million and all, you know, those kind of things. <laughs> right. What, what are your perceptions around all of that and the focus on the money instead of mm-hmm. the experiences that the people in, have? Like you said, it's the experiences. Yeah. And I'm probably the wrong person to ask this question because again, I'm a movie lover. Yes. So I'm always in the cinema. For me, yeah. I love the cinematic experience. You know, um, I mean, I'll, again, Avatar came out. I, I watched it on Disney because I have Disney Plus. Yes. You know, um, I've got Prime. I've got Netflix. I've got HP. I've got I've got so many streaming <laughs> services. It's ridiculous. Because, again, as you know, this show is on that one. This show is on that one. Yeah, this yeah. one is on that one. For me, I think it depends on who you are. It, it's it's kind of like social media and Twitter. Some mm. people are, are Twitter or, or, or Instagram where you're going through images and you can like or not like. As for seeing Barrett, and I can say, oh, I like your outfit. I don't like your outfit. I may hide it if I don't like your outfit. But now I'm behind the screen just, you know, double clicking or not clicking. Mm. 
this a three based on how I feel, yeah. you know? Um, and also because you paid for that streaming service, it's kind of like, you're going to take whatever comes your way. It's not a choice necessarily. When you go to the movies, you can then go, okay, well, I want, I'm here to watch this specific film. You would have made up your mind before you got to the cinema. I feel like on, on, on streaming service, it's kind of like, okay, this is what we kind of have right now. So we have to go through it. Yeah. And if you're not a fan of that genre that's coming out. So if you're not a big horror, for example, fan, and all you've been seeing is just Harry. You know, like, oh no, it was terrible. Or you just didn't watch it at all. Yeah. Right. And let's let's make no mistake. I mean, there are very few people, like in life, who make or do, or does anything that's not for the money. You yeah. know, it's it's kind of what it is. And so that's that's why you know I think I think what was that Jordan Jordan Peele's film that 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 you know was was made in a, a, a string budget a shoestring budget but made so many millions and all of a sudden people are like whoa and now you hear oh it was only made for 10 million and that's where i have a problem now as well because if we created something together you came and you called me and you said hey steve Al, um we're about to make this movie man i can't necessarily pay you what i'm supposed to be paying you also, I can't give you an EP, an EP credit. So I mean, I can't give you an executive producer credit. I can't give you anything else. All I can be, do is basically just pay you. And I go, okay, I believe in your project. I think this is pretty cool and I'd love to be a part of it. So when that film goes out and makes hundreds of millions, you don't think it's actually your responsibility to come back and go, Hey man, when I booked you, I know we couldn't pay you at the time. Yeah. But as you can see, the film did so well. We just thought we should send something extra your way. Like it's it's astounding for me. Like you wouldn't think about that and go, "We're gonna give you a little bit extra." Yeah. I mean, even if you're a nine to five, people at the end of the year, you know, you get some kind of bonus to yeah. go. Yo, we did really well. So, so I don't understand why why it's just so technical for everybody. But going back to where we were in terms of streamers, I think it's a matter of of your choice and your opinion. Because again, for the fact that I just mentioned that I have Amazon Prime, I have Netflix, I have Disney Plus. I have HBO. I will have days where I'm just on Disney or I'm yeah. just on Netflix again, based on how I'm feeling, you know, or based on what I'm watching at the time. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the bottom line for me, really. Okay. So the podcast is listened to throughout the world as a final message to the listening audience. What would you like to say? Live your life, man. Live your life and be present, you know, try and be as present as possible. Um, that's something I'm learning. I'm learning more and more is that you have to be present. Um, I guess the present is a present, or if you want to say a gift, you know, that's the present. So many people think that they have to achieve. I think it was Jim Carrey that said it at some point that, and, and I'm, par- I'm paraphrasing right now, but I wish everybody could have their dream, co- dreams come true so they could see that's not what happiness is about. They always say, if you want to realize that money don't make you happy per se, I mean, it'll buy you a few things. Food, what I like to say to myself all the time is that where you are now was a dream five years ago, you know, and that's that, that always kind of grounds me. Yeah. To, I think that's how I'd, I'd encapsulate it to say, just, just be present, you know, because that's the only thing that's guaranteed. 